Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Watch it. It's 37. It's 37. Is that a good, is that a good voice? Yeah, goods of uh, prog rock. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. That's nice. What is yeah. that? That's almost like um. It's it- like advert rock. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta buy more burgers. <laughs> Fresh flame grilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ad- That's ad rock. It's got- <laughs> ad rock is nice. It's got um what I used to call Metallica vowels. Yeah. And then you go kind of sound me enough. It's kind of right. It's weird that they've got their own vowel system. Is that Metallica that song? Yeah, Enter the Sandman. Oh, they're good they're it's good. A good song they're good they're a weird bunch but they get the job done phil <laughs> that's what people say about metallica um are you uh, have you ever uh walked the, met- the metal walk i for a brief period in my childhood when i was convinced that i was sad I and I was and I thought ah well I guess sadness is uh, my personality type so I better find yeah. them the the right music to <laughs> to pair with it and I, and I thought ah heavy metal seems the ticket <laughs> and, uh, you were like um, young Mr Burns <laughs> one metal please and I tried it and I thought I can't understand a word they're saying and then I found. So um, the Great American Songbook and the traditional jazz and the crooners, uh, who are the opposite, they, they they enunciate every word perfectly. Yes, and also they even when they're singing about being sad, yeah, it's in the kind of uh, 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 you know luck be a lady tonight sort of. Yeah, there's, there's a I'm, bit of hope there. I'm thinking of you, but I'm on my own. Y- yeah. But I'm on my own with whiskey. Yeah, so it's not so bad. <laughs> I, I I realize my stand-up voice is from crooners. Like, well, hey, hey, yeah. it's it's all Bing Crosby crooners. Yes, someone someone was saying, uh, uh, someone asked me once, like, oh, does has Phil always done that thing where his sort of his stand-up voice sometimes goes in strays into, and I can't remember what they said, but it wasn't crooners. They got it wrong, and I said, no, 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 that's that's like, thirties to the fifties, golden age of Vegas. Yeah. And once I said it, they went, oh, fuck, of course. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pally. That yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> or like, uh, what was that character called on the Conan O'Brien show where they did that, the ghost? Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's based on that. Um, hey, oh. 
Irish people worship pagan rocks or whatever it is. And he always Women has these... Women should hor- be pregnant every day. Um, yeah, he's like an old-fashioned... Um, go- he's the ghost of an old <laughs> an old crooner, but he's also brought with him all his old-fashioned <laughs> views. Yeah, he's... It's such a funny bit. Do look it up. Conan O'Brien, like crooner, I guess. He was during the, the golden age of Conan O'Brien in the noughties. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a character, I can't remember what he's called. Um, but it's so funny. Um, yeah, that yeah for, for me that that voice was snapped in place literally as I got on stage for my first live at the Apollo. Before that, I didn't it didn't really I didn't really have it, and I got on stage and suddenly it just sort of kicked in. I remember it developing. Yeah, because you were because you were trying to loosen up. You started doing improv. I think I started improv after it. After but but you d- but I remember like you were always aware that you wanted to be looser because I remember once uh, when we were at university together being in the Illuminati, mm. you decided to do a gig without really having your material fully fleshed out. Yeah, and you came off stage and you looked like um, you <laughs> like uh, a character in a sketch that's supposed to be sort of. Disappointed? <laughs> no, you you. It was like you'd 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 only just managed to get through airport security with a log of heroin up your ass. Oh no, I came on. I came off stage. I remember bereft because it had gone terribly. Yeah, but you weren't bereft in that. Uh, okay, sort of way. You were like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm never doing that. You said I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it was there was an adrenaline to it. Was what I mean. Oh really? Yeah, okay. it wasn't. It oh, wasn't like good. Charlie Brown, you know, walking along with his head down. I remember it as sort of. Um, uh, um, George Michael in in Arrested Development, you know, dun, 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 yeah. dun, with his head hung, yeah, dun, dun, dun. which I think is Charlie Brown, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, I, it, yeah, exactly. Whereas it, it was a real adrenaline to it, I think. Uh, just before we continue, I'd like to hereby um, uh, declare my right to bear hands. Ah, it's the sound of freedom, everyone. <laughs> I'm starting to worry that I'm be, I've begun to use the right to bear hands as a cover for a burgeoning alcohol dependency. <laughs> are you are you somehow suggesting, Phil, that legally enshrined rights can be abused by people with mental illness? No, I would never say that. <laughs> Maybe just in this one isolated case. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's going to develop into some kind of thing. Like uh, a culture. No, 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 no. People aren't going to start taking cans into school. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Be, be rogue, rogue actors with the enormous private collection of booze. They're not going to go and uh, wield that irresponsibly in some way. You know, if you have a can at home, it's more likely to be drunk by a member of your family than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If even if you secure uh, uh, your cans properly, if they do get stolen, then uh, they're very likely to be used in uh, drinking-related crimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So lock your cans up. That's all. Just we're, we're yeah. We're, we're we're just look. We're just calling for responsible. Look. Well, drink responsibly. Look, Phil. I live in a bad neighborhood, so I sleep with a can under my pillow. <laughs> just in case you need to take the edge off. <laughs> in later, case I right? need to take the edge off suddenly. If I hear gunfire or screaming, I'll quickly I'll get the can out. I go, oh my god, and I'll and I'll and I'll, ah, and I'll, then I'll sleep fine. I'll be all right. <laughs> or, uh, know, or if you know someone breaks into my house, I can, at least I can offer them. Yeah. A can. Yeah. Um, it's just peace of mind, Phil. <laughs> the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a can is a good <laughs> guy, guy with, with a, a can, a bigger can, with a bigger can, like a pint can, who can drink more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, huh. if you have a the, the parallel there is a gun. Yes, if you if you weren't picking up on it, listeners, what what Phil and I were doing there is we'd switched uh, guns in the American context of uh, the gun debate with cans, and it's exactly that kind of almost surgical wizardry that makes uh, <laughs> top level comedy what it is. Although we're we're now a little guilty of um, a phenomenon we both hate, Pierre, which is. Um, uh, a British use of a, a so uniquely American phenomena uh, for comedy, as if as yes. if it is a thing here. I don't know if you, you might see this on Twitter a lot. Listeners, sort of um, young, um, cool kids online making um, sort of sassy political statements about issues that are actually American. Like you might have uh, someone going. Uh, what was one reason that you said someone was talking oh, about ICE? So, yeah, ICE is an ICE, the American anti-illegal immigration, anti-immigrant force, the, yeah. bo- the border force, essentially. Yeah. And it's just like British people going on about how bad ICE is. And you sort of go, yes, but what? who is this for? I mean, you, you, you aren't American. None of your followers are particularly American. Yeah, and I don't really and see I, you piping up. Because like, they, they weren't doing it in a way of like, oh, by the way, the things are happening abroad as well. They, they, that's not, we're not against that, listeners. Obviously, you know, raise awareness of bad things. However, the, this was someone tweeting as if it was like, uh, there's a way of talking about something as if it's like, right, guys? Mm. You know, like we all know from our everyday lives. We have to do something about the new g- g- governor of Alabama. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you remember there was that writing campaign? I remember it being covered on Have I Got News For You where loads of British people wrote to people in this one swing state saying, please don't vote for George W. Bush. Oh, right. And all the replies they got were like, you fucking tell me how to vote. Like, like all the replies I got were so fucking angry. And they were like, well, now I am going to vote for him. And they were just like, if we wanted to align me to tell us how to vote, we wouldn't have kicked your asses in 1700. What is even the thought process of going through a person's head like that? Oh, I know what will convince these hardcore Republicans. <laughs> Foreigner <laughs> advice. Yeah. Also, like, I know what will convince someone uh, who's from the South, but we're still, like, they're still going to vote Democrat. I know what will annoy them into, into voting as a patriot, in quotes. Mm-hmm. Into foreign interference from a ex- exactly the kind of parsimonious little fuck that they hate in their own country they, they will be regardless of the different type of spoken or written english and the different cultural references they will be able to smell the harvard book club they'll smell coming off that page the red coat Yes, they will. They will smell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll smell this the salty smell of British imperial <laughs> ships <laughs> and decks. Yes. So apologies for talking about the American gun debate listeners. Although we do have American listeners. We do have American listeners. And so that bit was for you. Never let it be said that we don't cater for our cousins over the pond. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and for any Canadian listeners, uh, well, yeah, we cover Trudeau blacking up. Yeah, we do, we do Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> that is now Canada's main cu- cultural touching point, and it's made me so happy. I just because for so many decades we're like, oh, we're just the nice guys, eh? <laughs> Not anymore. Not you, you've anymore. Shown your, and I, I, I regret saying it. True colors. <laughs> no, I don't regret saying. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and also just the fact that he blacked up his shins <laughs> and the inside of his ears for playing hockey. 
We're playing hockey, see? <laughs> oh, my word. Anyway. Um, Pierre's been on the road all week. Um, so, sorry about the phone-in uh, episode last episode. I've been roading my nuts off. Phoned in in uh, more than one way. <laughs> from my <laughs> from my point of view at least and uh, we are uh, pre-recording a lot of these uh, by the way listeners because uh, old Philippou is off to his I guess technically ancestral homeland yeah I'm off to I'm off to China on Monday mainland China red China mmm gonna um, my my ancestral um, part of China is Hainan, which is a sort of odd island off the coast of China. Is that right? Mm, that's where my, my dad's dad is from. What's the group there called? The Hainanese. The Hainanese? Mm-hmm. I could have figured that out. <laughs> if you gave me enough time and some crayons, Phil, I could have figured out that that was Hainanese. Try three or four, I, I, at least, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hainanese. But I'm going to Shenzhen. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to Beijing and Shanghai. Yeah, those are, I've heard guys. of those. Yeah. Um, I'll be going to uh, yeah, all over really, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Is it gonna? Will Will they like? If you say if you go there, right, and you're speaking to some guy who's like just properly just from Beijing, mm. and you go, oh, you know, I'm part Hainanese or whatever. Will they'll be like, ah, I thought so. You've got the what? You know, like I don't think so. My 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 bloodline is n- now so mixed with all these other things. I look I look like I look more Filipino than I look like Mexican. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, do you, so do you think they'll be like confused? Like what the, will they be like? What the fuck's going on here? You know when but, but sometimes sometimes like Chinese people are really impressed that I can speak Chinese, but then some Asians presume like like when we go to Chinese restaurants in London, yeah. usually they'll speak to me in Chinese. Yeah. When I was in Japan, people would speak to me in Japanese. Really? Yeah, yeah. Not all the time, but a couple of times people. Yeah. I, can, I could, I can see that. I um, I only get it when I um, visiting uh, Germanic countries. Yeah, yeah. That looks a type. I got spoken to in Danish like three times on the Copenhagen metro. Absolutely, yeah. And I had to be like, please, <laughs> please, please. I, I can't help you with whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> And then because it was Copenhagen, they all immediately went, oh, I'm very sorry. Well, I wanted to, oh, well, enjoy your holiday. Like immediately fluent English. People always talk about white privilege, but they don't talk about white burdens. And I think one yeah. of the white burdens is traveling throughout Europe and people presuming that you know their language. That's right. And, um, and, and not looking English enough. Mm. And I would say, given based on all the evidence I've ever heard, I've been told by, by English and non-English alike, I just don't look English. What do you think looks English? I think it's a bad, it's a sensibility. It's a dress sense, certainly. It's a dress English sense. English abroad is a dress sense. English abroad is a dress sense. I think there are uh, two mainstream types of uh, English looking head. Oh, yeah. Giant thug head, yep. like we talked about. Chewing gum head guy. Yep, the, the <clears throat> England rugby uh, line, line out guy. Yeah, and Nigel Thornbury. Of <laughs> the wild thornberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, or, or like, you know, like the kind of nose that the Duke of Wellington had. Yeah. That really sort of Roman nose with a line. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And that kind of like strong thing. Like it looks, it makes you look like the vic- uh, very cruel Victorian governor. You know, yes. the, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the English aristocrat face. You look at someone and you go, your name is fucking Tristan or Colin or, or something. Like it's a face that owns land. Hugh Dennis. 
Hugh Dennis, do you think he's got sort of aquiline features? Well, he looks English. He looks like a landowner. Yes, you're right. He does look very English. Who it's... else looks very English? Listener, send in. Who do you think looks very English? Of either kind. Yeah. Ross Kemp looks fucking English. Yes, Ross Kemp. <laughs> Ross Kemp has got an Englishman's fucking head. Um, every, every, Gra- now and, every now and then you'll see an Eastern European, like Ukrainian thug who looks English. Just because yes. they look like Ross Kemp, essentially. Greg Wallace yeah. He's very English. Yeah, he, he looks, looks English. English. Oh, puddings. Oh, fuck. <laughs> With his little little coconut there. Um, who looks like posh English? Um, what's his face? Rory McWalking everywhere. I mean, the funny thing is, and you can take this for the high-level satire it is, the royal family, I don't think, look particularly English. No. Well, well, Harry, I mean, Harry lo- looks like he's from... Fucking cork. He look. He looks Celtic. Yeah. yeah. Harry looks pretty, pretty resolutely Celtic. Um, Prince Prince William looks pretty English now. I think he's got the nose. Uh, he, um, I mean, he's He looks Germanic to me. Which that's true. And they are Gem. They yeah. are Germanic. I mean, Prince Prince Philip is Prince of of Greece and Denmark originally, but they were still Germanic aristocratic lines. Mm-hmm. Like the houses themselves were still full of German blood in the same way that ours is. This house is full of blood. Wait a minute. German blood. <laughs> hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, it's one o'clock somewhere. Give me the coffee and no one gets hurt. Bless this mess. I like two things, pals and Prosecco. And I'm all out of power. One Prosecco, two Prosecco, three Prosecco, floor. If the wife asks, I'm working. Keep calm and keep drinking tea. Tat Attack! That's right, it's Tat Attack. It's the first ever Tat Attack segment, everybody. We've been receiving so much wonderful and horrible, disgusting household Tat. We've been attacked by tats. We've been attacked by your tats that you've been sending in. Um, and we've really enjoyed them in a sort of uh, masochistic kind of way. So if you do see tat about the place, uh, do send it in. Tat is things like, you know, little signs around the house that say, God bless this mess. Or um, it, was t- it, it was clean when we got here. Or, you know, just garbage <laughs> like that. Anything like that. Please send it in. Um, Drew on Twitter sent in a good one. Drew, Drew, how very shrewd. Uh, and it says, uh, different rhymes with confident. Well, it doesn't, does it? No. What, what, what is this on? This is on Twitter. This is uh, Drew on Twitter. Uh, are you, or you mean the sign appears to be in a window or something? Oh, that's like an advert. Uh, 
Yes, I won't say the hashtag because otherwise that, that's what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, different rhymes with confident. And I think historically, if you it look really at... It doesn't rhyme no, it with confident. Yeah, the hunchback of Notre Dame wasn't sassy. <laughs> he wasn't like, right, yeah. whatever, bitches, I live in a tower. He wasn't like super confident. Uh, ding dong. Ding dong. Bells, have you heard of them? Like he wasn't really... <laughs> different rhymes with confident. In, uh, if you put conf- if you make confident rhyme with different in a in a poem, you know what? It come across it would come across different as a poem. It would yeah, come across confident. Exactly. It would think- not be a confident effort. No, it would be a bad effort, and it would make your poem different, which I guess now makes it confident because they rhyme. Also, even if they do rhyme, they're not technically saying one should lead to the other. <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> or like fork rhymes with dork, but that doesn't mean you should bully forks. Yeah, well, I stopped using them. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you like? Different rhymes with confident. Okay, no, it doesn't. But what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, if if it did, uh, what would that mean? What do you mean by? Do you mean everyone should try and be different? Isn't that the same? Isn't that everyone is the same now? <laughs> also, um, th- and this is a routine I once tried to do, but it didn't work for reasons that will become clear. Um, there are scales of uniqueness. Says who? Says me. Because. Okay. Be- because <laughs> Phil. Let's say you have a snowflake over here, right? One little snowflake. And uh, it looks a particular way because, you know, all snowflakes are unique. Yes. Under a microscope. Okay. So on, on, in this little microscopic te- temperature-controlled environment is a single snowflake. And then the second object in our comparison is another snowflake. Mm-hmm. And that's completely different, isn't it? Because they're snowflakes. They're all completely different under a microscope. Okay. And then the third object is uh, a dildo. Yeah. All three of these objects are different, but one is more different than the others. <laughs> is the dildo snowflake-sized? Uh, or normal-sized? Uh, normal-sized in my head when I imagine this. Okay. Uh, For me, it's like you, 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 can, you can pan across with the microphone without changing it, <laughs> oh, and you'll see. see snowflake, snowflake, dildo. Oh, and it's right. like... It, it's the same scale. In my head, it was panning across at snowflake size and then suddenly going ring and zooming out loads to reveal, <laughs> to reveal this rubber penis on a sort of stand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, they're all three objects are different technically, but, you know, one of them is the most different. Uh, I, I, and therefore the most confident. When apparently. I was on the TV show Taskmaster, I was infuriated by a challenge. Yes. Uh, which was... Put 50 different objects in this bin. So to run around the Taskmaster house and find 50 different objects and put them in the bin. Yeah. Now I ran around and I got, I made sure to get 50 items that were to their core different. They were yeah. essentially different objects. They were not duplicates of each other. They were all different things. Right. So you went like, you wouldn't even get two types of fruit, say. Yeah, exactly. Um, I might get a banana and an apple. Okay, but, but those you, are two different things. You wouldn't get two different get two t- types of apple, even. No. Um, and this took me ages. And then when we got to the studio day, when we, when we watch each other's um, attempts, yeah, the others like, like James Eck has to put in like thirty pebbles. What? And I okay. S- and they said, "Yep, fine." So and he did that in a second. <laughs> and I said, "Wait, what?" He said fifty different things. 30 pebbles are, they're not different things. They're different pebbles, but they're the same thing. But, um, but, but, but they're right in the sense that it's different objects. 
different yeah but that's the trick isn't it right that's how they've tried to fuck you up was with like lateral thinking but like the, all the most annoying like crossword n- clues you'd think so but the way they reacted is like that's the first it was the first they thought of it when i said no you mean different things though those are not different things so they're duplicates of the same so, thing so, so in a way they were approaching the trial as as uh, the uh, the task as if it's going to be difficult to fit fit most objects into this small bin like it almost a, it was a size thing for them. It wasn't a size thing. It was, it was a big bin. It was like an outside your house council bin. Oh, right. It was a big bin. So the space space was not an issue. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think that's... Uh, well, look, I love lateral thinking twists. So as a, uh, you know, I was very entertained. Because they should have said... But I'm still annoyed if on 30, your behalf. If 30 pebbles was admissible, it should, the, the challenge should have been put 50 things... Yeah. Or 50 separate things. Is a pebble an object? Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? But they're all different objects. If it's different pebbles. Because the pebbles are, are like different in the same way as a snowflake, no? But they're in the same category. What about, what about uh, 50 ping pong balls? All made to spec, oh, all yeah. identical. <laughs> That's true. But I guess they're, they're separate objects. I mean. But they're not different things. They're the same thing. Yeah, the use of the word different is the problem. Yeah, it is. It? is. Yeah, so I'm still annoyed about it. Yeah, if they said put 50 individual objects, just throw some sand in there almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> a big, a really big fun, handful actually. of sand. Just, just fuck you. Or just, oh, just atoms from inside your lungs. I should have done that. I didn't. I wasn't thinking outside the bin. You got to think outside the bin. <laughs> you got to think outside the bin. Anyway, thank you. Uh, 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 who sent that in? It was Drew. Thank you, Drew. This is my right to backhands. Ooh. All hail the right to backhands. Um, thank you, Drew, for drawing attention uh, to this absolute nightmare of uh, really marketing. Horrible. Really horrible. Um, oh, here's a good one uh, sent in by the letter W. Right, that's the name? Yep. Just W? Or it could be the letter W. Okay. You know, and, and just like to say thank you. We owe you a lot. Um, I, I loved your cameo on Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> they do get the best guests, I find. Sesame Street. They've built up so much goodwill over the years. Um, yes, thank you, W, for all of your work uh, at the start of the word work and work. Yes. Uh, so W sent us uh, a wooden sign that says, May this caravan always be blessed with good health, wealth, love, and happiness. Now, that is almost too unwieldy to be tat, isn't it? <sighs> Because it's a long sentence. Yeah, <laughs> good health, wealth, and love, and happiness. And it's sort of an it's, a, it's an etched wooden sign, and it's like it looks, very landscape to, to, yeah. to, in order to fit in all those words. It looks burnt on, like burnt wood art. <laughs> may this caravan be blessed with always be blessed. May the caravan always be blessed, unceasingly be they, blessed. They want no ambiguity here. They want about the, when the term of blessing ends for. Ever. No days off, no weekends. Thank you. And it's blessed with good health. Fair. Okay. Wealth, in which case, why are you in a caravan? <laughs> <laughs> How much wealth would you have to be blessed with in your caravan before you just went, I'm not going to stay in this I'll caravan house, anymore. Yeah. I'll buy a house. <laughs> or alternately, if it's a holiday caravan, it's unclear. I'll go on holiday to somewhere where I don't have to drive a big fucking thing behind me on the road like i've stayed in a caravan and it, it, it wasn't bad no bits it of it were really fun. great yeah but you know 
If I had a billion pounds and you saw me in a caravan, you'd think I was trying to run for office. Like, who, do you, who are you trying to appeal to? <laughs> so, okay, so that's the wealth thing. Love and happiness. Surely one is... Uh, I think you can be happy. Oh, can you be happy without love? Can you? Yeah, it should be well, well, love and therefore happiness. Love and but therefore happiness. That would happiness. be an even longer sign. That's <laughs> the last thing they need now is more words. Well, if they or, or they had no faith in uh, the general public knowing the philosophical logic shorthand for therefore, which I believe is a triangle made of three dots. Oh yes, we use it in in engineering. Yeah, so they, like we would have looked at that and gone, love, love and alien lasers happiness. Oh wait, therefore, oh fuck. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, this that, that sign doesn't need help being unwieldy. No, 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 no. Um, was there another? What do you, do you, do you think? Uh, oh, I'd like I'd like to thank um, Matt uh, on Twitter for sending in a picture of um, what's his face from Spider Man saying, "Bring me pictures of Colin Montgomery's wife," <laughs> <laughs> which was a very funny reference to a, a part of our mega uh, correspondence dinner. Um, oh, that was why I'm looking for. Here we are. I'll just retweet this now because I missed it at the time. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, six little stories with a lot of meaning. I didn't retweet this, so you might not have seen it. Okay, what is that? Uh, well, I'll tell you the six little stories with a lot of meaning. Okay. And you can decide how to respond. Mm-hmm. Number one. Once. That's a good start of a good story. Once. <laughs> that's when you know it's going to be true. And it's not in the future. It's not happening tomorrow. No, no, no. no. It's not one of those future stories <laughs> that people try and trip you up with. It's not Black Mirror. <laughs> not Black Mirror here. It's just like something out of Black Mirror. Should we add that to shit dance? Shit, uh... I guess it's out of date now, but there was a period where it overtook uh, Turn Britain Off and On Again. Yeah, I, I was um, a big fan of uh, saying, whilst I was watching an episode of Black Mirror... This is like something off of Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so six story, six little stories with lots of meanings. Okay. Which to me, as a, as lots a, of meanings a, or meaning. Lots of meanings. Okay. Which to me, as a writer, means possibly very bad stories. Yeah, yeah. Or so complex. Just very open to interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> just who knows what they mean? I don't even know why I told you. Just. So this is just like a picture with these listed. Yeah, uh, yeah. it appears to be from a book. Uh, what was it from? Reposted by a friend currently under review, says Jennifer. That's funny. Okay. So she's reviewing her friendship with this person on the basis of this. <laughs> Originally care of suspendedcoffees.com, who, quote, restore faith in humanity by highlighting the simple acts of kindness happening all around us. Oh, restore my faith in humanity is one of those fucking wretchable... <laughs> This has restored my faith in humanity. Oh, like, you're so perfect, are you? Yeah. Huh? Everyone's <laughs> wrong but you, and you're on... Oh, you, you have the right to, to have your faith restored in us. Oh. People out there doing research to cure cancer. <laughs> All the time. Oh, your, your faith in humanity is restored. Oh, good, great. I'm glad we've got you on side. Also, also... You lost your faith in humanity. <laughs> you were lying. Oh my god! <laughs> you just—you were there, like the most traumatized Vietnam veteran. Like I've seen men do things that not even a dog would do, <laughs> and that—that—that that, that gaping chasm in your mind has been cured by a CCTV <laughs> camera video of a toddler letting go of a balloon, and a man catches it. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching that, and you go, "I don't care how many ears I saw men take as trophies." I love the humanity again. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway. So the six stories. This is their mission. Six, six sto- stories with lots of meanings. Lots of meanings. <laughs> Number one. Once, all villagers. Yeah. All of villagers or villagers? Villagers. Okay. Once, once, all villagers decided to pray for rain. Okay. All of them. Okay. On the day of prayer, all the people gathered, but only one boy came with an umbrella. That is faith. Right. So they're they're saying one day all the villagers yeah. prayed the, for rain. The villagers. The villagers. <laughs> Where do they live? In the village. You know? One day all the villagers. All the villagers prayed for rain. Well, that's not faith. It's it's anxiety. That kid has a problem. Also, like, uh, it's kind of if that's the yardstick of faith, why are they why are they all wasting their time? What kind of group think nightmare? You know, what does that say about the villagers? Why are they bothering to pray if it's like surely they should all turn up and look at each other and go, "Well, none of us think this is going to fucking work." <laughs> yeah, if they don't believe, well, I can see no, I can see no, no one else has brought an umbrella. Well, are we really doing this or what? Yeah, and then oh, every- I only came because you wanted me to come. Yeah, I have other things in the village to do. <laughs> <laughs> this village won't run itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all out here praying for rain. That little boy should be in school. Uh, or oh, an idiot. The little boy's an idiot, and the yeah. villagers have to go. Look, little boy, this is more of a kind of Guy Fawkes cultural thing. Also, if we're if we're in a a time where villagers are congregating to pray for rain, oh, yeah, w- do umbrellas <laughs> exist? <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? That boy be hailed as a god. It's made of what? <laughs> it's got this button where it has extendable metal. It, oh, slow down! You had you lost me at button. If you opened it, they'd, they'd scream and kill themselves. <laughs> if you opened it, they'd pray to Euphorine. <laughs> Not the fucking sky anymore. Where, where, where in Victorian England did, did are these villagers pr- coming together to pray for rain in a field? Mm. This little kid with his parasol, the campus boy. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a story with lots of meanings. Uh, so story I, one, lots of meanings on that one. A lot of meanings. Number two. Also, the lots of meanings, uh, but they, they at the end of the story, they tell you the one meaning. Yes, I think... L- the meaning is, um, ha- that's faith. By, by the way, <laughs> by the way, th- there's lots of meanings, but here's the right one. Uh, looking ahead, I glancing ahead, Phil, I can see that that will happen again. Okay, great. So, um, I love. I've, I forgot. I love these garbage stories. These... There's this. There's, there's something for everyone. Number two, when you throw babies in the air, they laugh because they know you will catch them. They laugh because they're thick. <laughs> they laugh because they don't understand. Can you guess? Can yet. you guess the the meaning? The correct meaning out of all the meanings? Oh, will it say that? Um, the correct meaning is. I mean, in a sense, it's half faith again, isn't it? It says that is trust, which is like, is that the same? <laughs> <laughs> They're repeating themselves. Yeah. And that ba- babies laugh when you throw them in the air because they can see you don't have an umbrella. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd hit their heads on it. And that is trust faith. <laughs> Also, also, when you also it's the same as faith, because when you're a baby, your parents are God, as far as you're concerned. And they haven't got some kind of long reputation with you. Mm. You're not like, well, I have a... Uh, I trust I, this I, guy. I really trust this guy. And they go, you trust plug sockets. You haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're such a danger to yourself, you stupid baby. Yeah, the moral of that story is babies are dumb. 
Oh, I burped at the end there. <laughs> I need someone to come over and burp me like a baby. Um, also, like, babies aren't laughing and thinking in their heads, I trust this man. <laughs> he will save me from this thing. Also, if they really trusted you, they'd be like, why are you th- throwing me at all? Yeah, they'd have their brows furrowed, like, oh, what's all this? I trust him because he repeatedly puts me in danger, but actually it wasn't real. Just to show me who's boss around here. <laughs> and that he, he could kill me with a single strike. <laughs> I can't hold my own legs. These in are the intimidation air. exercises. Yeah, he's laughing like the way a, a panicked shopkeeper laughs at the mafia. <laughs> Good joke, fellas. <laughs> it's just terror. <laughs> I'm really enjoying um, um, trying to figure out what the, the, the meanings of each story is. So what's, yeah. what's story three? Story three. Every night, every night we go to bed without any assurance of being alive the next morning. But still we set the alarm to wake up. I mean, Ooh. first off, not a story. No. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, Where were the characters? Where was the development? Um, that is hope. Ooh, yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Tatmaster, Phil Wang. <laughs> um, that is hope. Apparently that's, uh, that qualifies you for hope, is, is going to bed, not immediately obsessing about the fact that you might die in the night. I mean, that is a low bar <laughs> for if, hope. If you go to bed <laughs> and you have things to do the next day and you reach over to your alarm clock and you just go... Oh, why bother? <laughs> that is depression. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a bigger problem than hope or nothing. <laughs> like not oh, bothering to these. set an alarm because you go, what's the point? Like that would be a, a sign of depression in someone with a terminal illness. Never mind, just a guy. <laughs> I love these. What's, what's story for? Also, if you do die, it's not like, well, I wouldn't want to die and then be woken up by my alarm <laughs> you won't know you'd annoy the neighbors it's though. a zero-sum game yeah i guess <laughs> number four we plan big things for tomorrow in spite of zero knowledge of the future sounds a lot like the alarm story it is very similar we plan big things for tomorrow despite knowing nothing for the future God. um That is ambition. Close. That is confidence. Uh, to, to, to plan big things for tomorrow is confidence. Yeah. Again, it's just not being very depressed. It's not being phenomenally unwell yeah. and suffering. Which I mean, again, like, that's the thing. I, some of these twee things have a really low bar. I mean, to be in their defense, it is still desirable. Yes. Yes, that's true. But it is not strictly confidence. I wouldn't say. Number five, we see the world suffering, but still, we get married and have children. (laughs) (laughs) What? That is the (laughs) start of a Joker speech. (laughs) Something the Joker would say. We see the world suffering, and yet, yet. despite all that, we still go ahead and get hitched. And have a couple of babs. Have a couple of babs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Again, th- this is written from the point of view of someone so prone to nihilistic depression. Yeah. As if they go, do you see the, you see Red Nose Day on TV the other day? God, that was awful. I'm not going to have any fucking kids. Like, <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm not even going to set my fucking alarm. You're like, you are. Fuck. You know, this is, you need to go see someone. Uh, um, uh, that is faith in humanity restored. 
It's I mean, they're all very thematically similar. That is love. No, but it isn't. The, if, I mean, technically, love. if if you think this world sucks, I want to bring other people into it. That's not love. It doesn't explain how it's love. No, where you go, wow, the world is awful, but I'm still just gonna do it anyway. That's sadism. Yeah, it's well, it's sort of love in the sense of like. Yeah, it, it 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 it's sort of unclear because if the world is suffering but you're fine, then you're not suffering. So the world isn't suffering. You're fine. Yes. It's yeah. like when I talk to people who are from the UK, always from the UK, who are like, I don't know if I want to bring a kid into this world. And you're like, what? The first world? <laughs> yeah. Where everything is fine. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? And it's always from and people who are especially fine within a fine country. They're totally fine, and it's because they've seen <laughs> that stuff's really bad very far away. I mean, fair enough. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> I am not going to uh, um, bring a kid into this world and then move to Islamabad. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not. I'm not going to go. That's you know what? I'm going to have my kids and I'm going to move to either, um, you know, one of those very low-lying Caribbean islands or maybe the coast of Bangladesh. You know, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, somewhere that's going to be fine over the next fifty years. No, but you know. I'm going to move to that fault line that's covered in nuclear power plants. No. <laughs> but if you just live in Sussex. Yeah, go ahead. Fine, well, fine. fine. Don't go Story number uh, six. What are we on? So this is the end of the uh, series. Yes. Six. On an old man's shirt. Okay. We're back on form. There's been a lot of abstract talk. We started with once in the village. Or yeah. Whatever, and that, but since then, it's been gibberish. Yep. Okay, here we go. On an old man's shirt was written a sentence. Quote. Shirt. So not T-shirts, so across the buttons. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The buttons have to be O's. It's really difficult. Or just on the back like he's just left school. Well, this old man's a... just left GCSEs and they've all written, everyone's written on it. Well, well, he's, done. On a, oh, he's on a bowling ball team. <laughs> yeah, yes. Bowling team. Bowling team. Why are they bowling ball team? They're a team that makes bowling balls. <laughs> hey, can't do it alone. <laughs> look, look, fellas, these are heavy. <laughs> on an old man's shirt was written a sentence: "I am not eighty years old. Oh, I am sweet sixteen, with sixty-four years of experience." Creepy. I will say I'm that gonna... is what. Oh boy, <laughs> that is. A thin excuse for a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a legal defense, Mr. Glitter. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what shirt you bring in to the courtroom. This court doesn't recognize shirts. There's a this, form of this, this shirt is not admissible. I think you're fine. Um, <laughs> this shirt has not been authenticated. <laughs> on an old man's shirt. An old man's shirt. Why, why couldn't they just say an old man said? Does he know that someone wrote it on his shirt? Did he do it? Or is this some terrible kick me style prank? Because the thing is, presumably what they're trying to get at is the age, the wisdom of age. So this old man has this wisdom. But he didn't make the shirt. But also he's not wise. He's trying to say like, no, I'm a fucking horny dipshit 16 year old. <laughs> I've just been doing it for ages. <laughs> you go, ooh. <laughs> yeah. okay. okay, so that is... 16 was 60, 16 years old with 64 years experience. You got the maths right. That is something. That Ooh. is youth. That would be better than what they've written. Okay. You've outdone these people, uh, Phil. 
That is attitude. No! <laughs> what? I know. What do they... What? Did, what? what? <laughs> it's an attitude to have. It's sure. a wrong one. Sure. I'm, I'm not old. It's yeah. That's a wrong legally, attitude, old man. Legally spurious attitude. So we've gone faith, trust, hope, confidence, love. Attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Poochie. <laughs> Suddenly there's a backwards hat and a skateboard. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? It's gibberish, but it's high, it's high level... Gi- Written on an old man's shirt. It doesn't even say he's in it. <laughs> Someone just wrote it on the floor. Found it on the floor. He's a, he's he died. He's dead. He's, he died of attitude. He died. He he thought he could still skateboard, and he his his, his his all his bones exploded. He suffered from chronic attitude. He's he's. I'm afraid your husband has. Um, he has a chronic attitude. <laughs> uh, the tests have come in, and um, well, it's not good news. Um, what is it? Just tell us. It, it's attitude. No! I told you. I told you he was more radical than usual. I told you he had bodacious moves at Sunday lunch. And then there's a goodbye message. Have a happy day and live your life like these six stories. Doesn't make, Don't know how to do that. Write shit on your shirt and have an umbrella. Sorry, that just reminded me of something... Uh, so uh, it's not over though. Oh, it's not over. Sorry. Remember, good. This seems irrelevant. Oh, this Rem- is the end remember, of the story. So this is the end of the stories. Yeah, what, uh, yeah the, the summation of the stories. Yeah. yeah. Rem- remember, good friends are the rare jewels of life, difficult to find and impossible to replace. It's not what jewels are like. Ju- jewels are difficult to find, but they, if you can find them, you can replace them. Yeah, they're not impossible to replace. Impossible they're to rare. replace. <laughs> also, nothing. None of none of that was about friends. So why the fuck are they? Remember, I have some good friends. You know, I was busy buying umbrellas and riding on my shirt. Where the fuck are you talking about friends now? This is just everywhere. This is all over the place. <laughs> so what I was saying was, um, I was just reminded of the the the, the old guy um, <laughs> dying. Yeah, uh, reminded me of um, um, something. A friend told me uh, Johnny White, the comedian Johnny White, said. Oh, the comedian Johnny White, who his latest show is available on Bandcamp. Oh yes, it's brilliant. It's you get on Bandcamp and look up Johnny White. He's honestly one of the best. His latest um, comedy album is called Endless Torment, mm. and it's anything but. Uh, it's so so funny, listeners. You will fucking love it. It's esoteric and weird and poetic, and there's no audience in these specials. His other album had no audience either. He's just saying the comedy. It's really brilliant. It's oh yes. But um, this friend was saying that uh, he was walking around Johnny. Um, uh, he was walking around a graveyard with Johnny White, mm. and Johnny said um, that when he gets buried, he wants his tombstone to say, "I told them I was dead." <laughs> <laughs> I told them I was dead. <laughs> Do you know what that's a parody of? Yeah, yeah, the Spike Milligan. The Spike Milligan, I told you I was ill. Yeah. <laughs> I told them I was dead. <laughs> so funny. And they didn't believe me. I told them I was dead. I told them I was dead. Also, the idea uh. of a corpse having to go into a morgue or whatever and go, I'm dead. <laughs> And they go, oh, we know your game. Get out of here. <laughs> I told them I was dead. Fucking hell. That's really funny. Thanks for sending us your wonderful tatty garbage, everyone. Yeah, I think Tat Attack might become um, a quick favorite of mine. It's good. There's and so much tat out there. There's a lot of tat. Down. And also, a lot of the tat also is in the same category as um, our other love, which is, of course, the horrible uh, non-grammatical slogans. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like the, it's like its cousin, isn't it? Like Be More Adventure. Be More Adventure. Look, oh, we're just going to go find our drink. <laughs> Which almost makes sense. It does make more sense. But it's a horrible... Have you heard that on a night out? Like, drink your friendly. Um, <laughs> I don't know, something like that. <laughs> drink your happy. Or something like that. Drink your happy, yeah. yeah. Find your sip. <laughs> God. Um, anyway, this is us signing off. No correspondence this time. Uh, but we're, we're, we're doing these in a wonderful can-based chunk, everyone. So you can, if you listen to these episodes in a trio or whatever it's going to be, you'll have a wonderful um, kind of portmanteau experience. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Anyway, thank you very much. And keep uh, jacking it and telling your friends to jack it also. Yes, let's all jack it together. Bye. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 